What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel. And Javi, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, we uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures. Expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> <laughs> What is up, everybody? This is Javi, and we got Daniel. You're back with the Brown Sound on our season 15. Season 15? It's uh, season, season four, like, episode what? 15. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, season finale. Yeah, season finale, baby. What's up, Daniel? How you How you feeling? This is our last episode of the season. We're going to end with a bang. We got some something mm-hmm. special for our listeners here in a bit. Uh, you know, it's, I'm feeling good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, it's been, it's been a, it's a good ride. You know, it's every season has been different. I think we called this one. Didn't we call this one like the healing season or something? Yeah, we and did. It, we it did. feels a little kind of like that. Like we've talked about some stuff like, I don't know, we've kind of trauma bonded on some things, I guess, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to family trauma and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it's it's been an interesting. I feel like this season we got a lot more feedback on like us. We being did more open or vulnerable about right. the shit we've been through. So. <laughs> well, that's right. And the other piece about it, too, is we've done like, well, in all our past seasons, I'm proud of them. Mm-hmm. But this one particularly, we've really brought it in terms of even just like the topics mm-hmm. and um, our guests, specifically our guests. I think we've been able to kind of highlight a broad range of folks from our community that are really representing yeah. like a vast spectrum of identities. And it's been so cool to kind of just be on that boat um, really quick before we um, do our, our before we introduce our special yeah. guests. We have one. I guess secrets out of the yeah, bag. We do have a special um, guest. Before we introduce some chickens, what has been like a high point and like uh we can do better in the next season for mm. like this season? Let's self-reflect a little bit. Um, I think for me the like i guess we was this like our rose and our thorn or whatever yeah basically (laughs) so um i think for me i'll start out with a thorn i think the thorn would be i mean it's always tech issues whenever we have Mm -hmm. some technology problems or things like that but for the most part um i don't think we really had too many thorns maybe i could have I don't know, maybe could have planned things better or scheduled stuff out a little bit better. But um, other than that, I feel like the rose would be, I think, all the guests that we've had, you know, all the different perspectives and and getting to learn about, you know, all this different, like, views and just learning more about other people. I think that's been a pretty big thing. Pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like also I feel like this season we've kind of made a little bit more noise with like our name. Like I feel like we've gained quite a few followers on Instagram and just some other opportunities that are coming up. So I feel (laughs) like um you know we're kind of kind of surviving a little bit out there (laughs) kind of ringing some bells just a little bit you know yeah yeah in the most humble way Of, of course, always, always. Um, so for me, I, I definitely again echo the, the the guests we've had this this uh, past season. Brenda Rodriguez been amazing. Um, it was nice to chat with her. Mm-hmm. I know we had uh, Netza Romero. He yeah. taught us a little bit more about like the uh, fashion <laughs> industry yeah. a little bit, yeah, because he's connected in that way in a yeah. digital producer. Tommy Miles William was amazing. Estefania Mondragon. I want to thank all of them. Victor Canales. Mm-hmm. All really great people. And today's person is all 
also just an exemplary example. Um, but the other thing I wanted to highlight, Chicax, is I'm glad that we finally said Mexi fries are just tater tots. Yeah. <laughs> because let's let's be real, there's nothing Mexi about them. They're just tater tots, and I'm happy <laughs> we finally said it. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's so funny because we actually got a lot of feedback from that one. People were like, you know what, that you're you're right. You know they are just tater tots, <laughs> and it's kind of funny because even when you order them it sounds weird like oh can i just get the tater tots with seasoning you know i could feel like i don't, know, I don't want to offend anybody but i don't think you could offend anyone at taco time most of them are white that work there so well <laughs> <laughs> so i just want to share really quick and then we'll jump into introducing our guests uh not too long ago i went through their drive through because again i love me a good yeah. uh crisp chicken burrito and i've said that right i love that place <laughs> but i ordered the stuffed jalapeno tater tots but they're called stuffed oh. mexi fries so when i ordered them i said i'll get the stuffed jalapeno tater tots that's literally how i said it and then the cashier was like the cashier was like do you mean the mexi stuffed fries and i'm like sure yeah, <laughs> because I'm a little bit better about it. But I wonder but, what a stuffed Mexi fry is. You know, <laughs> it's, I feel like just, <laughs> I feel like you could, there's probably something out there that would you know, but you know, you're not gonna get involved. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. anyway, so, you know. And but before we do introduce our guests, I do want to give a shout out though, because I did. Um, so yesterday, my tribe, uh, our clinic, our Nimiku Health Clinic, they did a they put on a pride event for the community. Mm-hmm. So it's like their third annual. Uh, event where they just do um they open up like a microphone like a safe space for a lot of the people in the community who are a part of the lgbtq two spirit community and so um i got to attend the event for work and cover a few different stories and stuff and um it was just kind of cool to see that my community is starting to be more open and inclusive and yeah. accepting to you know all of our relatives who who are in part of that community so gotta give a sh- biggish give a big shout out to nimi poo health i'm like i can't even talk Gotta give a huge shout out to Nimi Poo Health for doing that. Um, and also our only Patreon. <laughs> I got to actually hang out with my aunt who does the Patreon for us. And so oh. I got to hook her up with the brown sound sticker and stuff like that. So it was cool to see her because it's been a long time since I got to visit her in person. So um, they're heading back home now. So hopefully, you know, they have safe travels and they listen. You know, she, she's a faithful listener. So it was yeah. uh, it was good. It was good seeing her and it was good to just um, catch up. And so Shout out to... Shout out to my auntie Nitra. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so sad I just missed her because I'm actually going up this weekend up to the Moscow area. And Chica we did order um t-shirt and a mug and some other goodies. So yeah. we'll just have to mail them out. But we want to say thank you so much for your support uh in Patreon. It means the world to us that someone believes in our efforts. Um and it's helping mm. us to continue to produce our podcast and you know it motivates us to keep going. And if yeah. you are interested, if you're listening and you want to support the Brown Sound, go to our Instagram account Brownstown Podcast. Click on our tree link, and you will be able to find the link to be able to register to be a Patreon patron. We would love your support. Um, so, Cheekex, are we are we ready? Is it yes. is it the moment now? Now, yes. Is, yes. Yep. Let's do it. So. Today, we have the honor of having one of my good friends, um, and I've known him, I think, for a few years now. Yeah, a few years. Um, A little bit on him, um, he grew up in Cali, and he moved to Idaho. He was in school as a student, and that's how I met him first as a student. Um, Quickly, after he graduated, uh, 
we continue to keep in touch, stayed friends. Um, he's back, he was at my birthday get together last uh, last year, Cheek So I, I remember you've met him also. Mm-hmm. And um, he's mm-hmm. just doing um, amazing, outstanding things for the community. He has been um, helping students, you know, get to their career paths. He's been helping students connect to their resources. He's uh, a family man. He's a father. He's a husband. He is a, gr- a great friend. And um, I'm, I'm going to brag for him because, you know, you have to hype your friends up. Yeah. He was nominated for Instructor of the Year. So that's wow. even a big deal in itself, right? Yeah. So he has a really interesting story. He has a really, um, one of those like really motivational, like, you know, he did it. He's gotten to where he's at and he deserves everything because of everything he's put into uh, his life to be able to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And so without further ado, I would like, well, everybody in your cars and at home, give us a brown sound uh, welcome. <laughs> For our good friend, uh, Marcos Serratos Garcia. What is up, Marcos? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. No, we, you know, we love to, to have you on here. We, I, You're a prime example of, like, wh- who we need a spotlight in uplifting mm-hmm. our community because you, you're you doing it all. You know what I mean? Like, you wear so many hats. The other thing, too, I want to tell our listeners is Marcos is so humble. Like, look at him being bashful right now. <laughs> 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 uh, no, and, he, and he's good at shit talking, too, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't take it too lightly. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, do you mind sharing with our like i've known you for years daniel's definitely like met you a few times do you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit of your on yourself like anything you want to share yeah yeah no i um yeah i grew up in california i was um i wasn't born there i was i was actually born in mexico so but my my parents decided to you know immigrate to to california when i was three years old and so um that's all i know you know i i pretty much grew up in in stockton california um i was raised in that city um, and then, um, yeah, I, I didn't grow up, you know, we, we have the title, I, I believe the title is, um, poor amongst the rich. Right. And I'll, yep. you know, I want to get into that a little bit, how my mom used to tell me that all the time, you know, as a kid, but, but, you know, we grew up not middle-class, but right below it, you know? Yeah. And so, um, um, I grew up out there. I went to school out there. I was all over that city from the North side to the South side, to the West side, to the East side. <laughs> I mean, you catch me all over that city. Uh, okay. And, um, and yeah. And then like, I just, you know, when I grew up, I had, when I grew up, when, when, uh, when, when I had my kids, I grew up <laughs> and, then, um, and then I ended up, you know, moving out to Idaho just cause it was a better environment for my, for my little ones. And, and yeah. then, um, and yeah, and then Idaho really changed my life. Like coming here and, and being here, I went back to college. I, you know, graduated from CWI. Mm-hmm. I um, worked at Freightliner. And then I came back and, and now I'm teaching. And to me, it's, 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 it's a wow. It's a big, you know, like, man, that, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here you are. Yeah. So here I am. Mar- Marcos, one of my favorite stories that you told me, if you wouldn't mind sharing is uh, just a little bit on your upgr- upbringing. So like what, what kind of like son were you? Like when you were living in California, like what did you do? How did you like hang out? And more importantly, where did you work? Cause that was one of my yeah. favorite stories. Like, uh, you know, like just, <laughs> just to give people an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So um, it's funny because you know we were talking one day and I was sharing with him. You know, I grew up like I said all over all over Stockton. You know, we we used to live out in the South Side. Even if, if you know that city, it's it's a rough area. But my mom, you know, this this kind of this is where that title comes into place. My mom, she always believed that it's better to be um, poor amongst the rich 
than rich amongst the poor. And in a sense that, you know, surround yourself with, with people who are wealthy in, in the mind, not just, you know, not just wealth, right? But just, you know, yeah. you know, healthy in the mind and, 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 you know, of good thought and to be around that culture instead of being the rich guy in, in a poor society. And so my mom used to clean houses in the north side, which the south side was the, the ugly area. The north side was the nice area. And and she used to clean houses on the north side. And she would um, she saw that the, the environment was better. The schools were better. So she, she used to send us to school up north. And we used to have to take the city bus to the east side of town, all the way to the north side of town, and then get off, you know, at, at a very young age. And so it was kind of weird because, um, you know, as a kid, you know, you're going to school with all these kids who have things and you don't have anything, you're broke. Um, and so that was rough. I think she didn't understand that that was going to happen and led to bullying and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you get tougher skin, you, you grow tougher skin. And so again, she would tell us like, it's better to be in, in this society than to be in the other society. And so, um, you know, I felt like I didn't belong. All my neighborhood friends weren't from my school. So it was yeah. just, it just felt weird. And I, I ended up, getting expelled from the district like from the north side they just said we don't want this kid in our district i got expelled from from sierra middle school and then i ended up um finished going to high school at stag you know stag high school which you know it wasn't it wasn't the um, the roughest high school out there but it was pretty tough yeah and um and that's when i really learned that oh man i thought i was tough because i was going to school on the north side but now i'm at stag and stag is rough like i better you know <laughs> and so yeah i ended up finishing up high school barely passing um thanks to a bunch of teachers um that that's you know that that saw something in me that i didn't and after that um a very you know short time i graduated in 2005 and my son was born in 2006 so i really didn't wait you know i just had a kid right away which was a yeah. blessing for me me. And then I started working at Food for Less, where where that those stories come in, <laughs> and that's where like I saw some crazy stuff was at Food for Less um, on on Wilson Way, and anybody who knows that city knows that Wilson Way is pretty rough. And uh, yeah, um, I started off working night crew. You know, young. I was you know just graduated, so I was maybe like 19, 19 years old. Yeah. And we'd have like people come in try to steal beers. We'd have people you know you know try to you know still liquor and every time something like that'll happen they used to be like you know night crew to the front night crew to the front and so you know you'd see like you know eight ten night crew members you know rushing to the front and i remember my first night that happened right i used to work in the produce so i was you know setting up the produce for the next day and they call it and um and I go out there and I'm the first one on scene and they, you know, people are just rushing out with beer and they're like, stop them, stop them. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do. So I just grab the dude and I just toss him on the floor. But <laughs> And then I just realized, like, I, I guess this is how it's, that's how it is around here. It's, it's, it was just crazy. And so that's just like, you know, night crew to the front was one of the things and, and uh, that, that we, that we've discussed that, you know, about my past and, but, but yeah. That's, that's so rough. So what, what were they doing? Like, uh, what is that called? A beer run where people like go into the stores, grab the beer and they like run out of there. That's what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were doing beer runs. We had, well, we had over there in California, you sell liquor at a food for less. You could sell it, you know, so not like here oh. where there's liquor stores. No, you could, there's liquor over there. So they'd, they'd come in and try to take bottles, um, you know, and, and like, it's funny, like, it's not funny, but like, you know, I've seen guys, you know, stuff bottles down their, down their pants and down their shirt. And the moment they walk out, you have a loss prevention guy who just rushes them and like next thing you know these bottles are breaking inside them it was it was a crazy store i mean we had oh, wow. we had pros 
prostitutes come in. We had, you know, drug addicts. We had, I mean, everything you could think of, you know. we I had this dude who would come in all the time, and, like, he would tell us these crazy stories about how he lived in New York, and, and he was, like, a multimillionaire, and he had, like, all this money, and his, you know, um, yeah, man, like, you get everything there. It was it was just an, an eye-opener to, have like, you know, what, what poverty is, and, and then, mm-hmm. you know, you get the food, food stamp people, and they come yeah. in, and you're working heck of hard, and these guys are filling their stuff up with steak, and you get upset a little bit, but then you realize, like, hey, man, it is what it is, you know? I mean, yeah. You just go with it. Yeah, that's no, that that's hard. Yeah, I it, it cracks me up a little bit because like you're one of the nicest people I know, but it was like your job to go stop people from stealing beer. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to lay them out. On the floor. Yeah. Oh, like, that, that's that's funny. Uh, and that cracks me up. So um, we're gonna ask you a little bit more. Like you came to Idaho with your family, um, and then and then what? Well, it was it was honestly like. Um, they had just opened up a food for less, like in Livingston, which is a couple cities down from Stockton, and it wasn't even a food for less. It was called a Rancho San Miguel, which is like a a Mexican version of of their food for less. But it had like um, it had like an eatery. I mean, you guys all been to Pantera Market before? Yeah, like Pantera Market. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a bigger version of that, like a supermarket version of that, or like a Albertsons. You know that Albertsons off of um in Meridian? Yeah, how they have the food and stuff, and and and, and the groceries. The fancy and, one. Yeah, the fancy one. Yeah, it was. It was like that, but a Mexican version. It was like that, but a Mexican version of it. And uh, and yeah, no, they um they opened that store up. They were they were breaking grounds on it, and they were like, hey, we want you to you know go over there and run the produce department in, in that store. And I was like, you know, I, I talked to my wife, and I was like, hey, you know, we're gonna get a kid our kids out of Stockton because it's pretty tough out here, you know. And and uh, and she was like, well, why don't we go to Idaho? Because she had family out here. And I was like, why are we gonna go to Idaho? What's in Idaho? Like, what are we gonna do out there? And, and um, no, we. Uh, I came, I visited, and I loved it. You know, it's, it's it was peaceful. People saying hi. It was a completely culture shock for me when I first came out here. Yeah. And then, um, and then I was like, hey, let's 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 just do it. You know, let's let's take right. this leap of faith. And you know, we didn't have no jobs. We didn't have nothing, no place to stay. And uh, she came down here with her aunt first, and she stayed with her aunt. And I was like, hey, you got to find us somewhere to land because I'm not gonna stay with your aunt. Yeah. And she she ended up finding a a place for us to stay, and that that house has been a blessing in our life. So yeah, it was a complete changer once we got here i used to work at the um emmett albertson's the albertson's and emmett yeah. and uh i was a produce manager there and then i decided to go back to school and, and, and that's yeah. where it changed that's where it changed i mean um coming to idaho was just a big it was a blessing man i mean i think yeah. i'm a strong believer in, in god and i believe that he puts the people in your path for for, for reasons yeah. that you know you don't find out till later mm-hmm. and so uh that's what happened you know and and um you put people in my path. Um, you know, when I met you, you know, I was grateful because um, you gave me the opportunity to apply for some scholarships. And I was I was paying all this out of pocket. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a DACA recipient. Right. So, you know, because I was born in Mexico and I, yeah. I came here as a kid. So I'm a DACA recipient and I was paying all of this schooling out of pocket. And so when you were like, hey, you could apply for this scholarship and here's two grand here and here's a thousand bucks here. Man, that was like, thank you. Like big time. Like, man, I, I'm so thankful for you coming into my life and giving me that opportunity you know and so um that helped that helped out a lot and yeah so that, that i'm a big believer of that yeah well and you know that's part of like i think daniel and i've talked about it but we have you know we're committed to helping uplift our communities and if i have access to some information that i know is going to benefit anybody i, I want to give them we're literally removing barriers and creating opportunities mm-hmm. for 
for our communities. That's what we want to do. We want to uplift. And um, no, and, and obviously, like you, you were like such a great part of the programs too that we were a part of. I mean, when you were a student at the institution that that I worked for, you you know were just so involved, and you were just so like, yeah, guys, like let's you know let's do this, let's do that. Like you helped with like more engagement and the, and all that stuff. Like that's the kind of energy I want to be around. And I I'm like you. I I firmly believe that you know high energy people like same vibration people like we connect and you know we just got to keep keep vibing with people we still gotta you know push the work forward i, I believe that too you um, know what they, they they say real recognize real right like that's that's what it is like real recognize real and, and that's that's what it is yeah know? for sure Did but yeah know. no i um after after i graduated um i was out working in the industry at freightliner for a while and that was uh that was pretty cool you know yeah not knowing anything about trucks and then all of a sudden knowing how to work on them, knowing how to drive them. And, and then just, uh, and then when they asked me to come back and teach, that was even better. It was just like, man, like this is my opportunity to kind of give back to my, my community. Yeah, and that's yeah. what my focus was ever since then. It's just like, how can I give back? You know, how can yeah. I start giving back to the community and, uh, what can I do? And did you see yourself as a teacher? Is that where you, why, when one point in your life, you're like, man, I really want to do this. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Never, no, never. I, you know, it's funny because everyone was always like, "Oh man, you're you're such a good leader. You're a leader. You know, people listen to you." And I was just like, "Man, um, they're, they're just talking. Like people are just being nice or whatever." You know, I never saw myself as that. And then um, I never thought I'd be a teacher, like never in my life. But um, you know, when I got this position, um, I was like, you know, I was in that mode where I had listened. I started listening to some, you know, just good positive uh like messages from like you know all these different sources right and they were yeah. talking about being uncomfortable and being in an uncomfortable state mm-hmm. and that's a good thing that's a place to grow and that's what it felt like not only that i felt like i had to really give back like <laughs> i i feel like sometimes i feel like I, I had to pay my at that time i felt like i had to pay my way back to get into heaven like you know what i'm saying like i was like yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I got to get back in there. I got to find a way to get, I'm not hopping, you know, hopping another fence, you know, like I got to get in there. And so I felt like that, that's where, you know, that's what I wanted to do is, is, is to kind of give back. And, uh, and it's been paying off, man. Yeah. For me, it's like hard work ethic always pays off. Like you work hard at anything mm-hmm. and like, that's always going to pay off. So we, I know we've talked about that too before where we're like, sometimes when we're giving these opportunities that we didn't see ourselves in, we always feel like we have to like prove to people that we really deserve them when it's like you know like you're like someone else's like you know like that like someone else's like best effort is our like super like times 10 best effort you know and we're we're still out there doing it so i i can relate to that too marcos um i i do have a question for you really quick um how was it living in emmett and i and i I just (laughs) it's uh you know i've been to emmett before uh almost never but it is a 45 minute drive away from here yeah. uh yeah how how what is there to do there what did you guys do <laughs> now, first of all i didn't even live there i have, I was commuting from nampa it's funny yeah like funny story I, I was commuting one night just got here right i just got the job i still have my california driver's license and it's like 4 a.m because i it was like 3 a.m because i had to be there at 4 and i'm driving uh-huh. down and i hit the stop sign and i do a cali stop like everyone knows what a cali stop is right a california stop and so i get pulled over <laughs> <laughs> and the 
officers like, hey, you just did a California stop back there, you know, just making sure that you're, you know, what, what's going on or whatnot. And then I pulled out my California driver's license. And he, was, <laughs> he, was cool. I he was pretty cool about it. He didn't give me a ticket or anything. But no, I, didn't, I never lived there. One of the things that I did run into, though, was like the, you know, anxiety. Yeah. Like um, I was used to chasing constantly, you know what I'm saying? Like someone do a beer run. Someone wants to come in and start a fight. Like we, we had one time like this random dude come in at Food for Less. He had just got out of prison and he would he came in yelling like, who's the hardest motherfucker in here? What's up? I want to see him. <laughs> and I remember my boy Joe was just like, we were all on break and Joe was like, man, get out of here, dude, get out of here. And then the, the dude would not leave. He wanted to see somebody. And my boy Joe just like handled him. Like he he, he just, <laughs> he, he just, yeah, his, his friends had to carry him out. Oh, so. So I was used to that. And then I show up to Emmett where you got little old ladies shopping, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and so I was like, honestly, I'm not even going to lie to you. I was shaking like the first week because I, I didn't know I had a bunch of energy that I needed to release that I was already accustomed to releasing in a certain way yeah. in California that I couldn't do here. It was it was a complete switch. So um, I don't I want to say it was like withdrawal. I don't even know. Like, that's, that's a thing. Like, but it was uh, it was weird. Like, I. I was um yeah it was it, it, it's super quiet it's super chill town everybody that that worked there was from there for the most part so everybody knew everybody because it was such a small thing they have their cherry festival which is a pretty big thing okay. but it was cool oh. like I, I mean it was, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad first of all I'm glad that you had a great experience there but so a couple <laughs> things so that guy who got out of prison he was like I just gotta go find the hardest person around yeah, me, like, and I gotta that, let that him out and, like, he just, and he decided to go to your grocery store to he find to go to, yeah he, he decided to go to our grocery store I, I honestly believe that we earned a rep in that in that little area area and then well, people stop stop doing beer runs and stuff okay. do you guys know what a side throw is uh no so this was back in 2000 you know 2006 2007 side shows were we're starting to, they're a big thing. If you guys, you know, look up sideshows now, you know, they do them up. They're, they're a Bay Area thing. So they started like in Oakland and, and, and the Bay Area. But um, they pretty much just take over a parking lot. They start doing, you know, um, donuts in the parking lot. And it's just a big old party. Mm. Well, Food for Less, Will off Wilson Way would have sideshows like all the time at night. Mm. That, that brought like shootings. It brought, you know, all kinds of stuff there, you know. So, um, oh, yeah. They, they, they do shootings at those? Sometimes they do shootings. You know, just depends if somebody meets somebody they don't like then you know oh, oh it's like that okay yeah yeah it's like that it's just like everybody just gets together but if somebody has a problem then you, sometimes they stuff just gets handled and yeah. that's the way i was so so wait but, when uh, you went to the emmett store were you like i need to find you like that guy you're like i gotta find the biggest yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was like who's, who's the hardest one? it's funny when i came to idaho i was like that i was like what's up who's the hardest one here but nah 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 i'm really chill like i'm yeah. Super chill guy. Everybody who knows me knows that I'm super chill. Um, I'm just always on the watch. Just don't, you know, just don't take care of it. Marcos is like, no, no, everybody in Idaho soft. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm pretty sure there's some hard here, man. Like, don't put me off last like that, bro. I'm like, well, well, I, I don't think that's the fan base we attract personally. So okay. I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> 
Um, I had a question. So I know you you mentioned that you were a DACA scholar. What were some of the challenges that you faced with B? And I think it's important that we, you know, bring awareness to that because I know a lot of people who yes. I know mm-hmm. we do have a lot of listeners who aren't, you know, of our communities and probably don't understand what, what DACA is or, you know, just the importance of, of that. So I think um maybe just share a little bit some of the challenges you face or even some of the successes i mean obviously you're successful but i mean other you know just so people to learn one of the biggest challenges was you know i think one of the biggest challenges for 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 me was in in fact was that you know like i'm a guy right so you know going back to school wasn't wasn't really a thought at at a certain point i didn't really think about going back to school i thought about working hard and making money and providing for a family like that's that's what my idea was of a male you know what I'm saying? Like my role yeah. as a male was just like, mm-hmm. I got to work hard. I got to provide for my family. Yeah. Even if I'm beating myself up, like that's what I got to do. Right. But then when I, when I got DACA, I realized I could go back to school mm-hmm. and I, and then, and then you take a look at the people who can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Because they, yeah. they don't have DACA. And then you, and then that's what fired me up. I was like, I got to do it for those individuals who, who can't get DACA, who are in my position. See, when, when you're an immigrant and you're 14 and, and you see all your friends getting their driver's license and they're just getting them and, and it's not a big deal to them, right? Like it is a big deal, but it's not at the same time, like, oh, it's just a driver's license. It's whatever. For me, that was a big deal. Like, man, I, I don't have a driver's license. I can't get a driver's license. I don't have a social security card and I can't get a social security card. You know what I'm saying? Like those types of things that, that are not that big of a deal. Like, oh, it's just a driver's license, just a social, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that's like a big, like that's a big thing for me. And so when I when I got DACA, I was like, man, like I'm, I got this, this gift and I got to take advantage of it for those who, who, who don't have it and that way when when they do get it they can you know they could be like hey man that guy got it and, and he's he's a teacher now like he he's a you know he's an instructor at a college yeah. like like wow like i could do that you know and, and and so i was inspired by that to go back to school as well you know it was like i have daca i gotta take That's advantage good. of it yeah um, and then correct me if I'm wrong, Marcos, but DACA stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. And it's a way for um, folks under this status to be able to uh, lawfully work in the U.S. And they uh, also have protections, right, to be able to like live here in the U.S. without any kind of like issues. And so um, and just some things that I've learned along the way um, is that for folks that have DACA, um, they can come to school. They can um, they can't receive federal aid, but they can receive state aid here in the state of Idaho. Um, so there are some scholarship opportunities for DACA students through that way. Um, and for students that are undocumented, they can't receive federal or state aid, but there's still some scholarship opportunities that don't that aren't tied to citizenship status. Uh, so for anyone that's interested, that's listening and is curious about that, there are resources available, and I'm happy to connect any way that I can. Um, and so, sorry, not not to digress from your point, Marcos, but I, I wanted to share those points too. No, I think that's very important. I think that's more important than my conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like reaching out to, to the community and letting them know these these options is way more important than, you know, than anything else, at least for me, you know, especially being in that position and not having anything. And then um, now, you know, 
I didn't even know you could get help from the state like that. I mean, that's awesome to hear, you know, as a DACA recipient. I'm going to spread the news, you know, to anybody who I know about that, you know, who's in that situation. So that's awesome. Yeah, and and kind of speaking on community, you know, I had another question. How has, you know, your community influenced you or inspired you to do, you know, like the work that you do now? Um, Yeah, no, one of the, it's crazy because a lot of diesel technicians are not Hispanic. A lot of them are like, you know, they come from, you know, a lot of diesel tech or, or technicians who who either got it introduced to the field through their dad or through through um, working in a farm. So a lot of there's a lot of like white you know diesel technicians, mm-hmm. and um, and there's not very very much there's not a lot of Hispanics, right? And so for me it was like trying to because a lot of us a lot of like Latinos and Hispanics we want to work on cars we want to work on lowriders we want to work on you know stuff cool stuff like that. But there's a lot of money in diesel. And so you could work on a diesel and, and at the same time have money saved up to, to, to get yourself, you know, a car and stuff. And so for me, a lot of the Hispanic community that I knew were, were drivers. You know, my dad was my dad is a driver. You know, my uncle's a driver. All their friends are drivers. They were all Latinos or, or Hispanic. And, um, and so um, for me, it was like, man, I want to switch that up. I don't want to be a driver. I want to, you know, I want to work on these things and, and be the mechanic, you yeah. know, be the, the doctor of these trucks. And, and so that's what I try to do is try to promote that to the, to the hispanic community and be like hey look man there's an opportunity for you here you know yeah um i was going to ask questions about like what have you learned so far in your industry like what's something that stood out about being a teacher one and then like as a follow-up just being part of that like diesel community diesel truck community being a teacher is like a whole different ball game. Like you have to understand the theory behind it like nobody else, you know, like you, you're not only talking about like removing bolts, but the physics behind it. So you think about like using a torque or using a wrench and um, you don't think about, um, and what's the word here? You don't think about the, the force, right? So you, there's a certain amount of applied force that goes in and the longer the wrench, the more force. So there's a lot of physics in, in diesel technology. And so understanding those deep things is, is, is um is has been an eye opener for me. It's made me a better technician, and you know, it's made me better overall because the more you learn and the more you grow. I'm taking classes right now to become a teacher, so I'm learning about assessments or tests, exams, right, and the yeah. importance of exams and how to write them, you know, to to a standard that's gonna. So th- there's just so much that I'm learning, and the more you learn, the more you grow, yeah. then you realize like now you can give more. So you can give more the more you know, and so that's what's changed me as an instructor. Is like it's 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 a good. It's like constantly growing and, and, and becoming better. And okay. as a diesel tech for, um, you know, what I've seen in, in, in our industry is just a lot of support here in the Treasure Valley. Like um, we we have companies that support our technicians, you know, like crazy, you know, um, uh, just to throw out a couple names out there of a couple of service managers, you know, Bill Bill Godfrey and Ray Rise from Peterbilt and, and um and uh and freightliner those two guys i've been working for them with them for a couple of years now and they're always supporting our program and giving us you know things and and you know they they you know freightliner gave us an engine and, and peterbilt is putting on they put on a, a class for technicians here not too long ago so they're always giving back so you see these companies give back and then you start giving back and then you realize like that's what it's all about it's about you know mm-hmm. yeah. the, the type bond that, that that exists within our communities i would argue so, though too Marcos that a lot of that has to do with you and your ability to connect with like industry partners right because if you didn't have that ability to connect if you weren't you essentially like could you could somebody else make those connections and the answer is probably not right 
<laughs> nah, they, they would, man. I, I mean, don't know. I think sell yourself short here. Nah, <laughs> you know, these guys, they're, 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 they're the, the people I work here with, man, they're freaking amazing, dude. I mean, honestly, they've um they've helped me grow so much. You know, people yeah. like Rocky Church and George and and Alex and um th these guys have have really helped me grow so much. And they're always challenging me. Like I'm yeah. always being challenged at work. Like there's not today a truck broke down. You know, and I had to be challenged and try to fix it so that our because I'm teaching truck driving right now. Mm -hmm. So I had to get it. You know get it back up so we can, we can get back on the road. But um, if it's not a challenge like that, that just happens, I have um, people coming up to me and being like, hey, we want you to teach school bus technicians. And I'm like, dude, I, that's that's putting me in that position where, you know, oh man, I'm uncomfortable again. You know, how am I going to yeah. teach technicians, you know? And so here I am doing stuff like that, but I'm constantly being challenged. And I think that's important for all of us, right? It is. And, and I need to be clear, I guess, or clarify, I'm not taking away from anybody else's ability to do jobs, but I am highlighting specifically you um, and your ability to connect. So, you know, throwing yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope, <laughs> hope your instructors don't come after me with pitchforks. This is not what I'm saying. <laughs> Never that. Yeah. You, you just call my crew to the front. That's it. <laughs> no, funny. Um, yeah, so... Any advice for youth interested in your line of work? Like, what would you say to, like, baby Marcos? What would you say to him Jeez. about? And <laughs> I'd shake him up. I might beat him up. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anybody, anybody, any youth is interested in, in my line of work, it's very easy. Just go apply. Go, go, go to college. Do not be afraid. Like, man, failure, everyone's afraid of failure, right? And that's what... That's what holds us back a lot of the times is just being afraid of, of failure. And so um, don't don't be afraid. Just go apply at a community college. You know, CWI has a great diesel program with great instructors. Right. And um, but um, but no, just come in, apply, register um, and, and just go for it. Do yeah. you know, that's it. Just do it. Like Nike, just do it. You know? <laughs> I'm like, we, we've name dropped a lot of companies. So if you're listening, uh, sponsor <laughs> yeah. the Brown Sound. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? We need to get those sponsorship deals here. <laughs> a Nike deal would be cool. Yeah. Well, and then, okay, lastly, last thing, because I know you're humble and you probably won't talk about it, but you were nominated for um, Instructor of the Year. Let's talk about that. So it, it was new Instructor of the Year. Cause I'm a new instructor, but um, yeah, I was nominated and you know, one of the things it's crazy. Cause like for me, you know, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like, if you asked to do a job, you're going to do it to your best ability. And to me, that's what I, that's just, that's just natural. This is something that I was taught as a kid. You know, my mom, she used to wake us up at like 5 a.m. to like scrub the walls with bleach. You know what I'm saying? Like the house had to be clean, clean. And so I was always taught to just work to the best of your ability, be the best of the, of whatever you're going to be. Yeah. And so for me, it's just hard work ethic, right? Mm -hmm. And I've heard a lot of people talk about like hard work ethic and then failure goes away, like because yeah. of the hard work ethic. And yeah. so for me, like, I feel like I'm just doing my job. Like, honestly, like I, feel like you know they asked me to um to teach the cdl course i took on the the challenge i taught the cdl course um and okay what's next you know i want to put as much on my plate as i can to see what i can handle and then i'll just take some off little by little learn how to say no because it's important for us to say no too as well right we can't do yeah. everything but um but i i wanted to put myself under that here 
in this new position. And I do that wherever I go. You know, when I was at Freightliner, I did warranty. I did, um, I was a technician. I was an estimator. You know, I, I could do all the jobs pretty much in there, but I would challenge myself with that. You know, let's see how much I could do. How much can I, can I do? And then, and then th- this is crazy because a lot of people are afraid to kind of move the stone for the person behind them, you know? Because or, or not share information because if hey if I share this then they're not gonna need me no more right you know and so I'm I'm the complete opposite I'm like man let's share this how can we make this better and if they get rid of me then they get rid of me I'll figure a way to do it you know I'll figure another way to, to get it done but but for me it was more or less like you know let's just put in the hard work ethic and try to um, make this thing better and so I think I got recognized for that they, I think just my work ethic just spoke out when they nominated me yeah well deserved pretty cool honestly. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Congratulations Thank you. Congratulations on the nomination. That's pretty cool. Thanks, yeah. man. Now we just got to take the W and show them what's up. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> that W, you know? Heck yeah. All right, Daniel, really quick. Uh, do you need? Do we need to take a break really fast? Or? Hold on. Give me a second real fast. I just have to – I drink a lot of water, so I'm, like, about ready to go to the bathroom real quick. Hold on. Let me just – Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. All right, Brownstown listeners, please be patient while Daniel is on his Ottenwas, that means bathroom, on his bathroom break. We will be back shortly. And if you haven't yet, go check out the Brownstown Instagram at Brownstown Podcast. If you feel it in your heart to give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to us at, please consider doing that. Other than that, we will be back shortly. Cutsy yow Yeah, well, again, um, congratulations on your nomination, you know, sending all the, the good energy, the winning energy over to you. Hopefully, you know, you know, that's just, it's a big deal. So, um, you know, I think that's a good way to, you know, kind of wrap up the episode and move up to our language lesson. We always do a language lesson every episode. So we share something in uh, Nimi Putimt, which is the Nest First language or in Spanish. So with that being said, today we are teaching you all how to say I'm sorry. Because oh. sometimes, sometimes uh, all you need is an apology, you know? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just have to own up to, you know, sometimes it happens. But um, yeah. anyways, in Nibutimt, how to say sorry is Tawitnim. And and this is Marco's yeah. first uh, oh. language lesson. So, Marco's, we all practice saying oh, okay, the words okay. together. Okay, so, so we, I'll say it slower. Tawitnim. All right. Tawitnim. Oh, wow. That was pretty good. That was really good. That was really was like, good. Oh. <laughs> Dang. Uh, can you say it one more time, Marco's? So I can yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. You like that? That's good. That's what's yeah. up. You need to teach me phrases, though, so I can, you know, that'll be fun. Yeah, I said Tawitnim. Oh, yeah. Tawitnim. Yep. And then there's another one. One for sorry or feel, and that's Timnanixa. Tim Marco Zugo. Timnanixa. Timnanixa. Mm hmm. That's pretty good. Okay, say it one more time and then I'll try. Timnanixa. Timnanixa. Yep. There you go. It's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. In Spanish, uh, there's many ways to ask for forgiveness, but I'm just going to share one of the ways. We would say, um, me perdonas. Can you forgive me? Me perdonas. Me perdonas. Me perdonas. <laughs> me, me perdonas. <laughs> uh, lo siento. Oh, that one's good for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Me perdonas? Yeah. Is that how they say it in uh, Cali or? <laughs> yeah, usually, usually what happens is your mom beats you up and she says, are you okay? And that's how <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's it. So, so we would say, estás bien? Estás bien. Estás <laughs> bien? Okay, Cali, I know you guys do things differently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. No, thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for indulging us and participating. Um, next up is a fan favorite. It is our Brown Sound Shady Questions round. So, oh. Marcos, this is your first Shady Question round. Okay. What we do is we have three questions, um, and sometimes they get us in the hot seat because depending any way that you answer them, you could get in trouble with whoever it's about. Um, oh. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're thought-provoking. So, sometimes you tell on yourself or your friends. Um, <laughs> and so the goal is you absolutely have to answer two of the questions. You could skip one. Um, but I will tell you this. I think this whole season, Daniel and I have answered all three questions. Um, <laughs> so sometimes you do have to finesse your answer a little bit so you don't get in trouble. But okay. I, I know you're up to the challenge. So we're going to start. Typically, we have our guests go first. So you will answer all three. And then we will all... Uh, answer the questions also okay so here we go right. the three questions are who is your least favorite family member so who's your least <laughs> yeah who's your least favorite family member uh extended family included and why uh would you rather be the funniest person in the room but never be taken seriously or always be taken seriously but never make anyone laugh so you have to pick one or the other and why and who's a person who could beat you up if they wanted to <laughs> Oh man, that first one is tough. The family member that I like the least, is that right? Uh, uh huh. Sheesh. I'm gonna have to say some cousin I don't even know. That way, you know, ain't nobody getting offended. Make some family member up. Um, getting hot in here. I don't, man. Like, I really don't have a family member that I hate. Oh, I know who. <laughs> Damn. Oh, snap. I don't even know if I should say it, but, you know. Are they going to um, listen? That's, I mean, that's what I would I'll probably do someone who doesn't right? listen. <laughs> um, or or you, can skip, you can skip it if you we'll want. We'll skip you can... it. We'll skip it, man. I ain't trying to put nobody in the blast. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then what was the second question? So would you rather be the funniest person in the room but never be taken seriously or be taken seriously but um, you would never make anyone laugh? Um, I'd rather be the funniest person in the room and not taken seriously. I was a class clown in high school. Like, <laughs> like I, yeah, no one took me seriously. I was always trying to make the class laugh. I think I wanted to fit in, so I was just always just, just out of hand, like out of hand. Okay. So I'd rather be that. And you're like, and look at me now? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Now take you seriously, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. And the last one, who's a person that could beat you up if they wanted to and why? Oh, man. Someone who could beat me up if they wanted to. Um, that's my mom's, man. Like, she could just oh. beat me up. Like, I, like my oh, mom. My mom says she could throw it down. Like, that's no lie. I swear. You know? And, um, and I probably would never touch my mom myself. Um, I just, I give it to her. And then everybody okay. else can just try. Nah, I'm just yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah. Daniel? Oh, you want me to go? Okay, so for me, who is my least favorite family member? Um, I, I mean, this might win. This this one is kind of tough. I was fanning myself because I was kind of like, damn, I'm kind of sweating this one out a little bit. Um, <laughs> I guess mine would be 
maybe a family in law because oh. I feel like so I have a cousin who is married to someone who uh I feel like they think we are cooler because of that or we're on this like level of like where we can joke with each other and stuff where I'm like dude you're not even funny you know uh, <laughs> I would say that I'm not gonna say because you didn't ask like the name so I would just say a family in law oh. is an in law a in law a, okay. a, a cousin a cousin spouse <laughs> a cousin spouse um I just feel like sometimes people try really hard to like be someone they're not and that oh. for me i'm just like yeah you're oh. better off just you know reading a book maybe or something i don't know so we don't know who the one person is but it's at least one of 50 people because he got a lot of cousins yeah i do got a lot of but yeah so anyways that one's that um would I rather be the funniest person in the room or never be taken seriously or always? I mean, I think I've always been the funniest person in the room. So um, that's just me. I've always been, you know, like he's the class clown. I was the same way. I just always was the one that just, I don't know. I just like to laugh. So I think for me, I'd rather be the funniest person in the room because laughter is, you know, it's fun. It's just good, good vibes. Um, yeah. And who's a person who could beat me up if they wanted to? Uh, I mean, like anyone in the world or just anyone in the community? <laughs> or, I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm like Marcos probably. <laughs> uh, if, if, if we're, if we're yeah. trying to steal beer, maybe. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I mean, for, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's not. I don't know if there's any. I don't know a person who. I mean, I'm not scared of anybody either. Though I've always been the type to like. I, I'm not the toughest, but I'm not also gonna back down to nobody. I just was raised that way to not be scared. So there ain't, ain't nobody on my res that scares me. That's for sure. So I'll say oh. that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. Those are my answers. Those that that first one was kind of tough. I don't know. I mean, I so... I kind of feel like my cousin might listen but they don't know what i'm talking about so it is what it is yeah all right so who's your least favorite family member so for me it's almost along the lines of daniel but it's it's people that have been family adjacent but never made it official um so those are the people you know like a significant other of a of a somebody in the family and uh never liked them it didn't work out and uh now I don't have to see them. So that's who I would I would say. Uh, would you rather be the funniest person in the room? Um, yes, that's the one I would also pick. Uh, Daniel and I have talked about, especially for the brown sound, because we use humor every day in all of our episodes. Humor is a big part of our culture, and it's a way that we use to connect with people. You know, sometimes the humor is, is fun. Sometimes it looks like we tease. Sometimes it looks like many – it comes in many uh, forms, um, and, and it can come up in many ways. But I think humor is so essential to my culture that I wouldn't know how to be me without it. So humor is what mm -hmm. I would choose. And then um, who's a person who could beat you up if they want – oh, like anybody? <laughs> 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 I'm not like I'm I'm not a big fight I like I've shared this I've never been in a fight like I never was in a fight in like high school or nothing like that uh I grew up in Caldwell um you know what I mean like I <laughs> we we are you're a, you're a lover not a fighter I'm a well and I'm not even that 
I'm like, well, I mean, you'd be loving on some. You'd be loving on Just, you'd be loving on some. Yeah, no, I've just, uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it hasn't been in. The thing about fighting, too, is for me, it's like, who could beat you up? Like, is it physically or is it like in an emotional? Emotional? Battle? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> if it's um, like if it's an emotional battle, probably my grandma, my aunts, all my. Oh my! Like, Who can tear me down better yeah. than me? Just kidding, now. Yeah. But I, I, there's many ways you can take that, and obviously, we're not trying to condone violence or anything like that. It was just like a fun little conversation on who mm-hmm. Marco's coming to Idaho and being like, who, who, who's the toughest here at Albuquerque? <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, anyways, thanks. Uh, thanks for playing, uh, Marcos. I, I just want to say thank you so much for giving your time, your energy, your uh, sharing your mm-hmm. story with us today. I, I know it's going to resonate a lot with our listeners, especially your journey, especially um, you know being a DACA person and sharing that with us today. And um, I know that our listeners are are vast here in the state of Idaho and definitely um, you know. In, in the U.S. and beyond, but it's good for people to understand too that there's many of a, many of us have different um, identities and we wear different hats. And there's no right or wrong way to be a Latino, but there is uh, there is all these ways that are that are people from our community are excelling, are um, being successful in different types of industries, and that we're represented in um, many of those fields. And so that's what Daniel and I are trying to do. We're trying to bring awareness to there's so many of us out they're doing doing the thing and kicking butt at it too um and for the youth please see see this hear this see yourself in it and then know that you too can can get to that to that point you know and beyond so one thank you personally you're always welcome to come back to the brown sound you have an open invitation anytime you want um and you know the sky's the limit i Mm-hmm. I sincerely hope and know that that you will be the instructor of the year because you're already for a lot of students that you're making such a difference for. And uh, thank you for, for doing what you're doing and for being our friend. This is the other piece. I'm so happy to have you in my corner because if we're out and about, then I need some back. <laughs> oh, man, I'm like 300 pounds now, though, man. I don't know if I can last 12 seconds, bro. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I'm glad Javi has you down there for protection because the other friends he hangs with, I would, they would probably all get beat up. So I'm like, thank God he has you down there. So at least now I know uh, Javi's safe. You know, it's because like, where Javi takes us, man, we never get into any tough situations. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> where did we go last time to that little place that was like secret underground? I don't even know. I have to look it up to figure out what it was. What was that? Was it Craft oh, yeah. Lounge? It was Craft Lounge. We went to. It's called. No, the one, the, the other one where where I had to look up the definition. It was like a secret bar. Oh, a speakeasy. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> When I'm with Javi, I'm just like, man, this guy's going to take me to some like place that I have no worries. No worries whatsoever. Yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. He yeah. takes you to the, where the crowd is like, oh. Yeah. First song. Yes. Pinky's first, up. Yeah. Yeah. Pinky's so, up. First of all, that speakeasy was in an alleyway, so that was sketch. Oh, bro. That's no alleyway, bro. Man, I'll show you some alleyways, dude. Oh man, I'll just make me sound bougie or something. Like you are bougie, bro. 
good times. Uh, Daniel, any thoughts? Um, You know, I guess just to wrap up our season finale, again, thank you for your time. Appreciate it, especially sharing your story and, you know, being open to share your story. I think that's like one of the biggest things that we always try to do on our podcast is just be 100% authentic and real. You know, like you said, real, recognize real. So I think that's why we try to like, you know, we we don't put on an act for for the podcast or anything like that. So um, definitely appreciate your time. And uh, I guess, what do you think is the last thoughts for get ready for season five? We also starting out season five with the bang. We already have a guest lined up and it's going to be exciting. Um, Hopefully everyone has a safe, you know, 4th of July weekend. I know people, I know everyone has their own thoughts on 4th of July, you know, for me. And I know a lot of native communities, we don't really care that it's like Independence Day because I don't believe we were even free during that first Independence Day. You know, I think we weren't even considered citizens. So um, I, I think everyone just, you know, on, on the res, people love fireworks and people love just to barbecue and get together. So I think that's where most of the 4th of July stuff comes for us. But yeah. it's also my sister's birthday on the 4th of July. So I got to give her an early birthday. Um, she's turning the big 40. So she's old. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> so uh, happy, happy early birthday to my sister, Pauline. And, you know, I'm looking forward to getting to chill with Javi this weekend sometime. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for season five. And hopefully we continue to bring, you know, you know, cool bring people it. on the podcast. Yeah. yeah this, I'm like, what do we, I'm like, what do we say? Bring, bring who? Yeah, but, oh, bring it on. No, but, but yeah, I know. Definitely. Um, thanks. You know, big, you know, Humacus Katsuyayo, Oikolo, all of our listeners out there who support us and, you know, all of the followers we've been getting recently too. Like it's just been kind of oh, cool yeah. and stuff. So definitely appreciate the support. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's it for me, Cheekex. Yep. Marcos, any last thoughts on, uh, you know, being on the Brown Sound before you, you peace? No, I, um, I thank you guys for having me on here and, and, you know, allow me to share my story. It's crazy because I never thought I'd ever share anything about myself. You know, that, you know, the old me wouldn't have never done nothing like this, but um, going to college opened me up to, to the importance of sharing your story. Yeah. And that's why I'm doing this today. It's not really because I want anything out of it, but just the importance of like maybe influencing somebody who hasn't, you know, mm-hmm. had that opportunity or doesn't think about taking advantage of something to do it. So yeah. that's why I share my story. It's not anything that to do with me, but, you know, just to let people know, like, hey, you could make it like, hey, yeah. it's a possibility. Yeah. So. absolutely all all right everybody well thanks so much again for listening we are going to give you our end of the episode spiel so if you haven't yet make sure and follow us on instagram at the brown sound podcast uh new to our instagram is our link tree where you can be redirected to our apple uh and our apple and our spotify links to listen to the podcast um if you are someone who has listened to the podcast and feel oh so-and-so would be so great to be as a guest we're always looking for new people to come in that share our values and mission we do have a guest application that you can complete through the link tree to be considered uh, for an upcoming episode um and a new feature is if you love what we're doing and you want to share the love you can buy us a coffee click the link um, and send the love to the brown sound and we appreciate it um as always if you uh enjoy our episodes and we know you do because you're laughing with us (laughs) give us a five-star rating um on apple Podcasts and spot Spotify. Um, and a new feature in Spotify is you can actually comment and give feedback on the episodes um, through the Spotify app. You do have to have Spotify. Um, they're not sponsoring us, so I'm not trying to push that. But yeah. <laughs> Spotify, if you're listening, uh, 
you know, we're open to it. Uh, but yeah. wrapping up the episode, thanks so much, everybody, for such a great season. I know we've learned so much. Daniel and I still owe you a crying episode where we will yeah. release the tears. Uh, Maybe and the season five. Who knows? Maybe season five. Yeah, yeah. So we will see you next time. Stay cool. Uh, wear deodorant because it's getting hot. Um, and <laughs> we will see you next time. Adios. Cool to hechnu. See you later. Cut yao yao. And muchas gracias. For listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with y'all today, and make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or just want to get a hold of us, you can shoot us a DM on Instagram. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only.